This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. I am your hostess. Nope, not hostess, but I have the mostess. <laughs> Brandon, you can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I am doing awesome as always. I am here with Dave. I don't really think he needs an introduction. So he could just start talking when he feels it necessary to I'm going to start talking right now. Talking. That is right. It's Dave the Rave. That all the ladies grave. You can go follow me on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore M-O. And I am your host of Marking Out episode 168. You can go check us out on it's not, Twitter. It's not the host of Marking Out 168. You're Always. Just in general. Always. And you forgot the part go. about ladies. You can find him on Tinder. Yeah, that too. <laughs> you can go follow us on Twitter at mark uh, twitter.com slash marking out. Listen to past episodes of markingout.com. Go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash marking out, because we know that all of you have Facebook. Well, we don't, but usually most majority people do. Some already. people don't have Facebook, though, which is weird because it's 2014 and you're like, I just don't want my personal information out there like that. And it's like, just Google yourself and you'll see that your personal information is already out there. If you Google your name, what comes up? My name? Yeah. <sighs> Let's not talk about Why? it. Why? What comes up? It's that arson? It's an old... Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> no, an old, an old film I did where I was young. I needed the money. Yeah, you were young, helpless, hopeless. If you Google, hopeless. if you Google my name, you get a bunch of uh, Oneonta wrestling results and hot dogs, images of hot dogs for some reason. Tons of hot dogs, and he wasn't even part of that Nathan's eating contest. <laughs> well, he was part of Nathan's eating contest, not well, <laughs> not Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I really don't get any of your jokes. <laughs> All right, no, you're <laughs> some dude named Nathan's eating contest. Yeah. All right, um, let's get off with uh, some. Let's get, let's, off. get off. let's get on to some fan questions and comments. Oh, yeah. shall I was going to skip over that too. We have a comment question from Ben H. Uh, nice show this week. Really enjoyed it. Question is for whoever wishes to answer it. Who do you play the most as on WWE 2K14? Um, currently, I've been playing a lot of Seth Rollins and Bo Dallas, right? But not. But I'd rather be playing as Seth Rollins. I'm finding I'm really enjoying his move set. Um, uh, and then we've just been playing uh, the champ, like whoever's champion, and just defending that on a weekly basis. Who's yeah. the champion currently? I think it's Lance Storm. It's, yeah, Lance Storm. Lance Storm. Who, who do been, you like? I guess. I mean, my created wrestlers of Alex Reynolds and Lance Onwahi. But if I had to pick somebody on the roster, I don't know. It's a tough one. American Badass Undertaker is pretty cool to play with. I don't think I've played as him yet. Yeah, I don't think so either, but there's like, there's so many more people that I still wish were in the game, but yeah. what could you do? Exactly. This one's from Jasmine. Hey, what's up, you guys? Thanks for another awesome podcast. 
made another awesome episode of this podcast. It's very much appreciated. This question goes out to Brandon, but Dave can answer as well. I see that Brandon loves attending concerts, and I think that's pretty awesome. Are you singing this? What are you doing? I'm I'm chewing my Twizzler at the same I time. I see that Brandon loves attending concerts, and I think that's pretty awesome. I'm trying not to drool as I'm speaking or spit on your computer. What? I'd like to ask what your uh, favorite concert has been so far. Again, Dave can answer as well. I'd like to hear what your favorites have been. I'd also like to say that I really hope Renee doesn't leave to go to ESPN. It's a great opportunity, of course, but she's been absolutely amazing in WWE, and it'd be sad to see her go. Anyway, thanks again, guys, for the entertainment every week. You're too great at Reverse and Massage. Thank you very much. Um, what's your favorite concert? Go. Uh, well, do you have a favorite concert? I asked you, go. Well, do you have a favorite nope, you concert? No, you can't first. think about it. Go. No, I, I got have mine. mine. All right, go. I have both go. of mine. You got to go. I would say the 25th anniversary of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concert the, the first night, that was just so surreal being there, seeing everybody, all the rock stars and whatever. Tom Hanks was there to introduce it, so that was pretty awesome. Yeah. My favorite actor. All right, so number two? Uh, well, that's not. it's not one or two. Uh, because I think also uh, of the six times Miley Cyrus. no of the six times that I've seen Taylor Swift, I think the one at Madison Square Garden that uh, she played that I went with you, yeah, you went with me, I guess, and uh, James Taylor came out. That was a pretty awesome concert. Um, I gotta go with either Brad Paisley. I uh, see Brad uh, Brad Paisley, Van uh, Perry, who and- he called me up. He called me up. He goes, Brandon, I just saw a Carrie Underwood in concert. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you didn't. It was a hologram. Yeah. That was, it looked real though. I also saw, what's her face? Uh, Janet Kramer. She was performing yeah. outside. But we saw um, her. We saw her too. Yeah. I saw, yeah. I actually saw her twice. Um, I also really enjoyed Kenny Chesney in concert, the one that we went to. Yeah. And he refused to go again. Uh, well, that's because now it's like 70, 70, 80 dollars a ticket. What about and Kiss? a kiss? Oh. Yeah, Kiss is up there. So I got it's either Brad Paisley, Ken, uh, Kenny Chesney, and Kiss for me. It's, it's a awesome. shame. It's a shame you didn't go to Jag's Mother's Day concert. What's that? <laughs> Jag, who lives Mick upstairs, Jagger? played guitar for us one Mother's Day. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> for whatever reason, I think like a comedian. He introduced himself to a comedian or whatever, and the comedian thought his name was Jag. That's kind of Jared. Uh huh. I guess that happened to me with Patton Oswalt too. When I he goes Landon, what kind of fucking name is that? <laughs> basically, but uh, yeah. I feel like I've been to, been to like so many other concerts that I always like. I that always slipped my mind. I mean, Beach Boys was a lot of fun. I have been to ninety five concerts. Really. My 96th concert will be Billy Joel on uh, May 9th, my birthday. And my 100th concert is Backstreet Boys and Avril Lavigne at Jones Beach. Nothing sad. Well, the only thing sad <laughs> about that is Avril, you're going to have to hear Avril Lavigne's new song. That Did you see Katie that? Yeah. Did you see terrible. the music video? No, I don't even care about the music oh, video. That dude. song is garbage. I, well, I never heard it. So I, listened, I clicked the music video to watch it because everybody was shitting on it. It is awful. So bad, Avril Lavigne. You have become it's become like awfulness. Yeah, 
I used, I, have, to, I used to like her. I have a lot more. Yeah. But and I notice like how I'm not even saying that there's a, it's bad that you're seeing Backstreet Boys. No, there's nothing wrong no. with that. Backstreet Boys is her good. Yeah. That's, fuck, that's my childhood there. I'd also toss up uh, Taking Back Sunday. <sighs> me, seeing them at, me seeing them at Nassau College Moving was awesome. On. We have a question comment from CM Mark. Hey, yo. Your podcasts just keep getting better and better every week. Thanks for all the entertainment. My question for you this week is about Matt Stryker. How do you feel about his run in WWE? I felt like he was great on the mic, didn't talk down to the audience like they were a bunch of morons, and could still be a great replacement that is needed at the announce table alongside Renee, of course. You may have touched on this last year, but now that some time has passed by, sorry for that break, how do you feel? Thanks, guys. First of all, I think Matt Stryker at some points did kind of talk down to fans, it seemed like. Yeah, I got to agree. That's actually one Just, of the reasons I didn't like him. But it's him. like, I'm a huge fan of Matt Stryker on the commentary, but because he knows so much, and sometimes that, to me, came off, as like arrogant kind of yeah did you want to see him wrestle more though or no are you good with um, him just uh commentating i did i popped when he wrestled on nxt uh-huh. for uh the competition show but i i, I kind of feel like i kind of feel like his career wasn't what it should have been i don't know to be honest i don't know much of his wrestling uh from what i've seen he doesn't really stand out as anything uh more than it's, average for me. To, to me, it's, yeah, it's, well, not, I don't want to say agree with you, but it's more of like an old school type he just, of wrestler. For me, Matt Stryker's average in the ring. Not His old mic school, skills. More technical, I guess. I don't even see the technical part. I, I, I mean, it, I just see him as average. Uh, average Levine? Average Levine. Um, Is that the guy from. But hold on. Um, uh, as for his mic skills, they are great. But like Brandon said, I really don't like the fact that he comes off as if he uh, uh, he is talking down to the, the fans at times. Uh, he does seem like he's very arrogant. He seems as if if you're not a professional wrestler or part of his clique. No, that's not true though. I I that's the feeling I get. I just he's get the an only arrogance. Commentator. From him. Like Taz would always mark out on the mic. Taz marks out for everybody. Like, I'd rather see Taz back on the commentary for WWE than Matt Stryker. And Stryker was like the only person of not our generation, of the newer generation, to sit there and actually mark the fuck out at stuff. Yeah, but I don't really want to see that too much on commentary. I, I'm fine with that. I would 100% be fine with that because you're getting that because it, it's real emotion being shown by him. And he's sitting there calling the match, calling the moves correctly, and still telling a story. And it's sometimes stuff he, that Cole the Waller... Thing, yeah, but sometimes he tells too much of a story. Sometimes yes. he tells so much of uh, uh, talking about the match so much where it just goes right over, like the younger audience, it goes right over their heads. Yeah, I um, can see that. So sometimes too much could be uh, just overwhelming. Yeah. And I feel like that's the way that he is. In addition to him being arrogant, uh, this there's one is nothing wrong with arrogance. Yeah, um, but I, I mean, I do think that there's better people to be out there alongside Renee Young on commentary. I mean, I'm fine with seeing her with um, what's his face, Alex Riley, 
her Alex Riley and then put a veteran out <laughs> Mr. there. Mr. I've come around big time, yeah. huh? Uh, I don't mind having Michael Cole out there or uh, not Lawler. I'm not going to go there. But I don't mind Michael Cole being out there because yeah, I, I do Cole need – you do need at least one veteran uh, commentary. I'm even good with how they've been using uh, Tensai. I'm good with whatever his new name is uh, on commentary alongside them. Or Byron Saxon. I don't know. Um, this one is from Kyle. Hey, guys. I Jason see... Albert just came to me. Oh, that's his new name? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, hey, guys. I see my name got autocorrected last week somehow. My That's uh, kind of funny. I to cut you off. No, I, th- I thought it was funny because last week when we read that comment of his... I, it didn't make sense why the name was Mile. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've never, first handle. of all, I've never heard of anybody named Mile yeah. before. Second of all, the Twitter handle says Kyle in it, so. I know, we should have caught on to that. I, yeah. I was going to, but I, was, I wasn't sure if, like, maybe. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to correct really people's Mile. names. Like, maybe your name is Mile Kyle Burdick. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. My WrestleMania week would usually consist of attending one to two access events, events, if Rams. Well, hey, but after the third year, it seemed repetitive having the same attractions. So the past two years, I haven't attended. Which means any. you missed out big time, bro. <laughs> like Brandon said. You could said, have taken a picture where they had Raw set up, ready yeah. to go. Like Brandon said, it's kind of funny meeting a wrestler for free one year and see him getting a VIP the following year. I met Debray at 28 for free and am lucky to have... Because this year he was a VIP, and I'm sure he ne- uh, will be now for the next few years. The reason why I love attending WrestleMania is the atmosphere. There's nothing like it. I highly recommend going to at least one if you uh, if anyone hasn't. Making vacation out of it. My question this week is, how far do you see the feud of Evolution and the Shield go- going? Uh, go follow him at the Kyle Burdick. Um... I don't know how far I see that feud going. I'm hoping to see it go far enough to... I want, uh, I want uh, SummerSlam. I want to see them end in... Uh, what is it? Uh, war, war Games? games. Yeah, I want to see a War Games match. Is that going to happen? That's the rumor. I mean, I'm gonna... Can you do a three-on-three War Games match? Is that what they used to be? No, nah, it's more... But I'm going to gonna talk about that a little bit more with Outside the Ring News. Um as for the VIP stuff, that's the thing. I feel like access at times is repetitive. Um, I don't know if I would enjoy it more than one year. I mean, maybe two years. But after that, I would be so done and tired. How many people did we even meet, though? We only met, I, I think, think I Hawkins only met three and, uh, people. Hawkins, Rex. Rex, and then I met Finkel. You met Finkel, Finkel Hacksaw. Hacksaw, and then Rex and Hawkins. Yeah, that's that's all we met at Access, but we only we only had a one time slot. Yeah, I forgot who else was signing at the time we, we were there. I think Caitlin might have been. I don't know. I don't remember. Kane was. I know that. I remember. I took a picture of him. Yeah, I already met Kane like back in like ninety seven, ninety eight. I met Kane in two thousand three, and I asked him when his movie comes out. I think it was two thousand three. That's funny. Nice. He told me whatever. It was cool. <laughs> I actually... Christy Hemme was there too. I got uh, Jay Silva an autograph of Kane because I had to I had to do a trade for it. Sal had a Kane uh, autograph too because we both went to... It was one of those uh, you buy tickets and they're signing autographs for everybody that buys tickets. 
Oh, at the box office? Yeah, at the what box the office. What the fuck are you eating? A rock-solid Twizzler. <laughs> this is so difficult. Um, and I'm choking right now. Um, yeah, so I had to, like, trade him something. Like, I, I don't know if I traded him a Stone Cold Steve Austin sticker. Or it was something, like, something very, like, mild to trade for the autograph. And I, and I gave it to Jay Silva. That's unbelievable. I know. Believe it. Um, thank you very much for everybody that commented and uh, left us questions. It is much appreciated, and I love the fact that all of you appreciate us entertaining you on a weekly basis. Yeah, some people like uh, to perform magic tricks. Other people like to watch magic tricks. I like watching magic tricks. I like to, uh, nah, never mind. Like Dan Sperry? Yeah. It's not more, I don't know. It's Illusionist. Weird. I hate when I know the trick, though. Sometimes I don't know the trick, though. No, not sometimes. Always. All the times, yeah. Because, like, we don't call you Simple Dave for nothing. That's true. <laughs> but definitely uh, talking about magic, go check out Dan Sperry. Awesome yeah. stuff. What he's do you very, want to do? He's very like Chris Angel. No, better. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, Smackdown? actually, probably better. Should we go to WWE or? Yeah, let's go into some sports entertainment. SmackDown, SmackDown, SmackDown. There's no bads again this week. Congratulations, uh, WWE Creative, I guess. I don't know. Let's start off the middles, I guess, right? All right. Triple H opening SmackDown. I was not impressed. Yeah, I mean, he's, well, he spoke about the Shield. He gave them the power, but probably gave them too much power. Then he put Evolution over. It just like boring. I really hated the fact that it was actually ten minutes long. I just don't see the reason for Triple H cutting a ten minute promo when it really isn't. There was really no point for it. There wasn't much said. No, and it's very repetitive, and it really it, it doesn't really get to the point of whatever he's talking about. He's talking about the over overall view of everything. As opposed to one specific thing. And it, I think it could have been done in five minutes. Yeah. We also had uh, Biggie Langston defeating Alberto Del Rio via disqualification. Why in the world is Big E cutting promos talking about that was bullshit. pop, lock, it, drop, it, right, being in a pop, pop lock, lock and drop, drop it competition? competition. Uh, why is, I don't understand why they still allow him to uh, cut comedic promos like that. Yeah. It's not funny. Uh, John Cena could cut promos like that, and he'll get over because of it. But Big E Langston cannot cut a promo like that and get over. It won't work. It's it's not. Like, that's just... Especially because he's supposed to be built up as a powerhouse. Yeah. And to have him talking about fucking skip it. Exactly. But he's drop it. But John drop, Cena drop, would be funny when he said it. Drop, I don't know. But John Cena would be, look, would be comedic when he uh, yeah. says that in a promo. Well, John delivers it differently. I think, yeah, even. John um, knows his cues. What about the how he was DQ, uh, Del Rio was DQ because he didn't let go at the count of five. Well, he broke the armbar at, at five. five. Isn't that legal? Isn't it at six? Where I mean, you have till five. One, two, three, four, five DQ. I think it's like. So why, like, why is it? I don't know. Why is it not a four count? Because uh, then you'll have to <laughs> four. But then you could just I say know. I don't know. I thought it was over four. I thought it was really strange to do that. It almost looked as if it wasn't supposed to happen like that. But I, like, I, I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, we well, also I, when was the last? Like I don't remember ever seeing that. Like 
Yeah, I don't think ever. I mean, not at. I mean, obviously it has, but, but especially I don't especially recall. when the person breaks it at five and then gets DQ'd. I can but, see it becoming one of those controversial things where Del Rio uh, claims that he was screwed. I don't think so. Yeah. But um, he uh, he ended up beating down Langston after the match. But when he went for that sidekick, he got scooped up for that big ending. And uh, I just think week after week, Biggie Langston just proves to not be a natural wrestler. Like, his moves, they're just like, they look thought out almost yeah. and just stale it needs to he kind of needs to stick to being a bodybuilder and that's it um no more pro wrestling yeah um uh, paul to, Heyman cut a promo i was gonna say time to take the horse behind the stable yeah which sounds something else like you could always take old old yeller to the back yeah that is, should have been like the dog it's sounding like taking the horse behind the stable sounds like an innuendo for two what teenagers do like I, I why, what do teenagers do behind the stable? You know. <laughs> do I? I think you do. I don't they, think I do. They roll around in hay. They drink. They even they, you know, oh, it, one thing leads to another. And, and this all happens behind the stable? to Matchbox 20, yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, Paul Heyman cut a promo. Moving on. Yeah. Nothing really else to be said. It was to put over Lesnar. My client, Brock Lesnar, conquered the streak. Over and over and over and over. And I feel over. like he should be cutting promos about Cesaro instead of Lesnar. But eventually he broke that and went right back into it for one final time. It's like he got tons of heat, but that, that promo just was not for me. Yeah. We also had Rusev defeating R Truth by submission. I I was a fan of this match. I didn't mind it. The one thing that I am questioning is Rusev's height. I don't know. I actually want people, whenever they comment, to just let me know what they think about this too. I mean, for some reason, his height, he's like the same height as R-Truth. It's like or, it's the Langston thing too. This bag goes like, back to him. It's just, but the thing is, but Langston uh, doesn't have agility. While Rusev right. actually is agile. He, we've seen him do a ton of side kicks. We've de- seen him uh, do spinning wheel kicks. but So he is agile. But does that make up for the lack of height in believing that this guy is like, a, I guess, a, a smaller monster wrestler? I just think fans will get bored with him fast. And they've it already kind of shows that nobody cares. I, I think that it's going to take a little bit to grow on the fans. But I think he will get over in due time. Uh, but after I don't the, doubt that. After the match, Xavier Woods tried to come to the aid of our truth and uh, he got crushed. Yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of uh, seeing what what's going to happen with Rusev, especially with Lana, too. Um, then we had Santino defeating Fandango. Uh, it this, was, it was yeah. a very short match. And uh, basically, the main thing to come from that was when Santino went to hit the Cobra. Layla snatched it away from him, but Santino still won, so... Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, like I said, I'm getting tired of this entire Fandango getting caught up with Santino. Uh, I, I guess at some point they're going to have to break Emma away from Santino to let her uh, kind of shine a little bit more away from that comedic gimmick so people could start taking her serious. Um, but as of now, you know what? It gets her on television. It gives her the exposure that you kind of need to start off to get fans familiar with you. Speaking of exposure, let's move on to the goods. 
Uh, Paige defeated Oksana. Uh, the referee touched Oksana's breast in this before the match started. I thought Inappropriate. Was, I thought that was really weird. I was a big fan of this match, and I love the way that Oksana is working as a a powerful diva. Like she's doing a lot well, of clotheslines, body. Yeah, but now she's actually using that. She always did. I maybe I never noticed it, um, but now she's doing a lot of body slams, a lot of clotheslines, just like strong maneuvers. And I think I think these two could have a match, like a hardcore match or something cool, and make it look really good. Dude, that clothesline that Oksana did on the outside of the ring to Paige, that looked sick. Um, overall, good match, I thought. Yeah. Uh, we also had El Torito defeating Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Yeah, what I, I don't know what Hornswoggle? I mean. Hornswoggle? Hornswoggle. I, I marked for this match for the fact that we saw a bonsai drop. <laughs> I marked for that. <laughs> I was impressed with this match, and uh, fans seemed to be entertained the whole time. Uh I really, I really enjoyed that moonsault that El Torito did at the end of the match. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen anyone do that, like a bottom rope jump, bottom to the top, to the top rope, and then do the moonsault. Don't forget the Bronco Buster. Yeah, well, I, I actually tried to take myself out of the match a little bit because I was a big fan of the match, but I tried to take that out and listen to how the crowd was reacting and if whether or not anybody actually cared, and they cared for the match. People were actually getting into it. But it's like a SmackDown crowd, so I don't know what's real and what's not. Well, they still got Unless a good I reaction see... on Raw. Well, yeah. That, yeah, that's right. I mean, Unless I see them actually cheering, I don't buy any SmackDown applause or booze. Nah. Uh, we also, the main event, we saw Batista defeating Sheamus uh, by pin. This is in the good strictly because of Sheamus. Like, I really, what? I, I don't mind you know what you're gonna get out of Batista, but I just I don't like I don't understand how Batista gets the okay from the doctor to wrestle, like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart went an hour plus in an Iron Man match and they still didn't look that blown up. Yeah, he he just doesn't do cardio. It's like the guy it has to do make cardio. Sense. I mean, stop working out your abs so much and do some cardio. I do like that. Uh, there were parts of this match that made Sheamus look like he could win. But it's Batista, so why would he lose? You know, I wouldn't put it past. I mean, I feel like Batista, I may get heat for this, but I feel like Batista gets it. Look at how he's performing every, he's performing two to three times every week. Yeah, he's getting paid to perform every two to three times a week. Yeah, but, but still. But what do you mean gets it? Like, he's not putting anyone over. I feel like putting, I feel like. I feel, like you throw, I feel like you throw that word out there a he lot came without back. understanding putting over. No. He I feel like you throw back. that word out there a lot. He came back, won a match that's supposed to build new people. Then he went on to main event, the WrestleMania main event. I think putting over I guess, yeah, is, Daniel Bryan, he put Bryan over. I feel like putting over is the way that you're selling, like really selling someone during the match and making them look good. And he's done that in matches. He sold, he sold Sheamus. He made, he, he helped Sheamus look good. I, don't I mean, every, he, I don't think he helped Sheamus look good. Sheamus does that himself. Dude, everybody makes everybody look good. If you don't, if you don't make someone look good, you don't have a match. Nah, I mean, I you can know. easily no sell something. Yeah. I mean, but that's not you're, like, you're making the, the act, you're making the judgment that's of wrestling. selling. That's wrestling. Yeah, but it, it depends on how you sell it, though. I don't know. If you if you sell it completely differently than how it should be sold, it 
could be right out the window. I'm fine with Batista. Um, let's talk about somebody at Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Uh, let's start off with the middles because we do not have any bads. Yeah, again, um, or whatever. We had an evolution promo, but... It was stupid. It was pointless. I, Triple H's voice was out, which made the yeah, promo that, even worse. I was a big fan of the video that they showed. I did like the video to kind of remind the fans of who Evolution was. I like that because it also helps out the yeah, younger audience. Later. I like their new their uh, Titantron, though. It's not a Titantron. I call it's it just, an entrance video. Yeah, but it's I like, like it's not. It's what? just What's the entrance video? What do you mean? What's their entrance video? How it shows them from the past. And then oh. how they evolved into uh, current day. Uh, like, it shows, like, the old Randy Orton, old Batista, old Triple H, and then how they look now. I, I like it. Um, I think for the caliber of Superstar in that group, the promo should have been 100% better. It wasn't. It should have been. To be 100%. honest, I can't even tell you what they cut the promo on. Yeah, well, then the Shield came out and Evolution headed for the stage, which I guess does... Makes Evolution look like bitches. But it also makes S.H.I.E.L.D. look strong. Yeah, well. And, but then to show that uh, Evolution uh, strengthened numbers, when the S.H.I.E.L.D. went on the attack, uh, they had everybody from the, all the heels from the backstage come out to well, kind of stand yeah, alongside them. 11 on 3 match. Yeah. yeah. So good shit. Good shit. We also had RVD defeating Cesaro. Uh, in the IC tournament. Yeah, that was via Countout. Uh, Cesaro came out with a new theme, new Titan Tron, new Mini Tron. I don't like the theme. Like I hope I they, like it. I hope they tweak it a bit. Like I could put up with the siren, but yeah, I'm a big fan of the siren. I love the siren stuff. It's just techno not stuff. Techno, what like, are you talking about? It, once it goes into like it, it starts weird, stupid shit. I'm a big fan of it. I I like it. It's to let people know that watch out, Cesaro's coming. I like this siren. I I'm a big fan of the theme song. Paul Heyman cut a promo before the match and spoke about Brock Lesnar, and it just randomly cut to a commercial. Yeah, mid promo. That was probably they probably cut to commercial during the part where he actually started talking about Cesaro, like he should have spent the entire promo on. I don't know. When you go out there, and it's kind of weird to be uh, uh, bashing a Paul Heyman promo. But when you're going out there to with Cesaro before a Cesaro match, you should not be talking about Brock Lesnar so much. Well, that we it all builds up. But yeah, but it we helps all build up Cesaro too. But we all know what Paul Heyman has done with Brock Lesnar, and I feel like he should be talking about Cesaro. Cesaro is this person. Cesaro is going to be this person. This is what Cesaro is going to do. Maybe that'll and that's not what he did. Cesaro. Possibly. Um, this match was... I feel like it was a lot of miscommunications. I don't think um, it's miscommunications. Yeah. I think it's RVD. I'm so over RVD. I probably say that every single week, but... I still... He's, he's gone. Like, he's he needs to retire. He's I'm done. still a fan of RVD. I think that RVD doesn't have to retire because he still gets a huge reaction but from that, the crowd. He will always get a reaction. Nothing. A huge reaction means Reaction nothing. is money. But that's, that's not what wrestling is. It's yeah, it like, is. WWE is money. But if you're going out there and you can't wrestle, it's like... He could wrestle. No, not anymore, dude. He's okay. been that for a long time. I think that RVD could still wrestle. They just had some miscommunications in the ring. No, because I point spots out every single week that it's... You, can, you can point out 
a spot in almost every match that looks a little bit you weak. You say that, that every bad. single time to rebuttal my statement when I say something like that. And I was about to say, you always bitch about RVD on Twitter and everything, and I don't agree with what it. What do you mean bitch on Twitter? During Raw, you it's like you tweet out as if you hate everything going on with Raw, and in fact, and then it all ends up with no bads on the show. Yeah, because it's not it's because it's not a bad part from Cesaro. RVD just makes it look like shit. So what about the miscommunication? So, but it's not a one way street. It's two people in the no, ring. If you want, then if you it's any RVD match that's been I, recently, I disagree. I think it's miscommunic miscommunications between two wrestlers. That's no. it. And I think what about Seth Rollins and CM Punk? That's different. What's the difference? It's because it's RVD. That is miscommunication. For the people that don't know, I'm talking about one of their uh, earlier in the year matches where they had like no communication, and it looked just. It might as well have been the CM Punk versus Elijah Burke match uh, from ECW. That was to me miscommunication. RVD here and there, there's particular spots where he just looks weak and old and decrepit. I don't see that at all, and I do not agree with that. Well, once you take off your Kool-Aid glasses, you'll start to see it. You've seen it with Langston. You've seen it with Eric Rowan. Biggie. Biggie. Biggie Langston. Biggie. Not Langston anymore. Over and over again. And I think... No, that, I don't think... I think that RVD is still good. I do I do think that his moveset are a little bit... Um, are tough to pull off in the ring at the current time. Maybe he, because he's been doing it for so long, maybe it is time. But I don't, I'm not going to say that he still can't put on a good match. Uh, well, I'm not going to say that either. But that's pretty saying, much what you're saying. You're telling, you're saying that it's time for him to retire. Yeah. So you're saying that there's he's, really no to me, point he's to like continue. Rey Mysterio right now. So you think Rey Mysterio should be retiring as well? Yes. Okay. Uh, I think that Cesaro versus Bad News Barrett would have been a way more entertaining match. But what could you do? Uh, we also had Swagger oh, let's continue. and Seth Coulter came out. Yeah, the ref was distracted with RVD. Swagger threw Cesaro into the turnbuckle outside the ring, and then Mike Chioda counted probably the fastest ten count I've ever seen. Uh, <clears throat> like that was really fast. Yeah, but I am excited to see Cesaro <clears throat> and Swagger, and I'm even more excited to see uh, Paul Heyman cut a few promos against uh, Zeb Coulter and yeah, vice versa. If you can't stop talking about Brock Lesnar. Yeah, right. Uh, you also have Rusev defeating Sin Cara. Uh, another match of, I guess, some, some miscommunications. I don't think it was miscommunication. I really think, I think Rusev looks sloppy. What I about think... the where Sin Cara went for a Irish whip in the, in the turnbuckle and Rusev didn't, uh, he didn't even have Rusev's hand. It just looked like miscommunication on uh, here and there. I don't know. The fans didn't care one bit about this match. I really hope Rusev makes it, but I, I was a big fan of Lana in the uh, when they're on the stage. She stopped with the. Uh, she has her own theme song now. Yeah, she has her own theme song, Which and she more actually like, more like a circus rather than. I don't know. I like it, and she actually cut a small promo, and it seemed a little bit more face. Than uh, angry heel Russian. Why face? I don't know. It, it just seemed like she was very perky with her uh, with her introduction of Rusev, as opposed to last week where she was very uh, angry uh, Russian. I don't yeah. know. Well, those Russians. <laughs> I am. I'm part. So uh, I am too. I assume. Yeah, you are. Uh, all right. On to the goods. Uh, we're all opening up with Daniel Bryan, Brie Bella in the ring. 
And then Stephanie McMahon coming out, doing a little promo. Yeah, she she basically she said it's not gonna last. Yeah, and, and then Kane came out, mask and hair and all. I thought this weird. was awesome. Um, I thought it was very cool that Kane came out of the crowd, and we saw three tombstones hit uh, through the progression of all this. Uh, while Stephanie McMahon was yelling out for Kane to stop, even though we know she was saying keep on going. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we actually, I think that this was so Daniel Bryan could get on a flight back to his home because uh, his father just passed away. I think it's to get him off television for the rest of Raw and to get him back home. You disagreed with me. Well, I just say, I don't, just don't know. Like, you don't know if that, like, that Well, seems, you disagreed with me, though. Well, that's because that segment seems like it could have been how it was going to go. I don't. Like you need to build up. Yeah, but Kane I think that Daniel is, Bryan, two extreme rules for the championship. Yeah, and it how was else perfect. would you do it? I yeah, like, but I no, think that I think that the having this as the opener was a reason for that. I think that because uh, this opened the show, there was a re- way to get Daniel Bryan off of the rest of Monday Night Raw, as opposed to him sticking around for uh, one or two hours and then having that segment with Kane and then going home. I think by, by opening up the show, it opens up the show strong. It gets it gives Kane a huge boost, and it writes Daniel Bryan off from the rest of the Raw show, and possibly off until maybe the week before Extreme Rules. Well, that's next week. Is it? Well, yeah, Extreme Rules is May fourth. Yeah. So it's so like, maybe so maybe writes him off up until Extreme Rules even. You can't. You until, can't have a championship match with one week. I don't know. With one week of progression like that, I don't think so. But uh, I, I don't see one week week of progression. I kind of see it all building up. Yeah, I don't know. It was that uh, the the last tombstone was on the the announce table though. Yeah, good shit. Yeah, bad uh, news. Barrett defeated Sheamus to advance in the Intercontinental Championship tournament. Awesome match. This match, yeah, it was absolutely. It's like. Picture perfect. Sheamus awesome. hitting a crossbody to the outside of the ring. I thought looked really good. I like that it was all brawling. Who are you thumbing over there? None of your business. Jeez, bro. we're doing a podcast. So I Unpro- can do both at once. The unprofessional it's not professional. Unprofessional. The unprofessional professional. I'm able to do Brandon. both at once. Sure. I'm just yeah. Um, I'm not simple, Dave. I can do two things at once. I don't know. You're not talking as much when you're, you're talking over right there. now. I'm not going to talk over you. But, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, also, I do you like the fact that Ben. Bad News Barrett isn't doing the street jacket elbow anymore. I'm fine with it. Because I really, I really am fine with it. There's more of, not theatrics. It's more, it's, it comes suddenly. It's more of a sudden move. Okay. Again, this week, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I do like it. I do want to see him do the straight jacket, though, here and there. I mean, if, if he could set up the straight jacket, I want to see the straight jacket. But I'm okay with the elbow appearing out of nowhere as well. Like when I play in uh, WW2K14, sometimes I like to do the straight jacket one, or sometimes I like to have them run and I do the lifting one and just boom, elbow to the face. Yeah, we also had Wyatt Family promo, uh, pretty much a sing along with the uh, with the audience. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. People were singing along with. Yeah, that. it seems like that's becoming a. It's catching on with the Raw and SmackDown crowds with the sing-alongs. It's weird that it's like that one song, though. Yeah, he's got the whole world in his hands. Yeah. Every time I hear that, though, I think of Con Air. 
uh, the movie Con Air, there's a part where Steve Buscemi is uh, singing that song. He's got the whole world in his hands with this little girl. And he's a convicted uh, murderer and everything. And he, so there's when he's singing it, it's so creepy with the little girl where you don't know where it's going to go. You don't know if he's going to kill her or not. Or if he's just going to be okay with it. And that's the kind of feeling that I think when uh, when Bray Wyatt sings it. I don't know. I tweeted out saying that it was like a Pete Seeger concert. Oh. I don't think I meant Pete Seeger though because I don't know if he's ever sang that. But I could say Rafi or Rafi, whatever you want to call him. Word. Remember him? Nope. The children's singer? He sang all those songs? Can't say I do. Los Matadores and El Torito defeated three-man band of uh, Hornswoggle. Thought this was a good, quick match. El Torito should have been disqualified. He kicked Drew McIntyre right in the balls, right in front of the referee's face. I didn't see. I thought he kicked him in the inner groin. They even sold it like his balls. It was the inner groin. Nah, I mean, the inner groin is your balls. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Eh, not, <laughs> not necessarily. Yeah, unless you're I like thought, vagina. I, I thought it was a good match, though. I like that they did give Hornswoggle and Torito... Uh, their spotlight to shine for a quick like two minutes. Uh, it was very good though. Uh, Uso has defeated Goldust and Cody Rhodes. This match really didn't do all that much for me. Uh, the I only was, thing uh, I, I don't I thought it was a better match of theirs. It was like I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe because we've seen it so many. That's times. the thing. I think I'm over seeing Uso's brotherhood. Like I'm over it a little bit. I need variation in there, and I'm not getting my variation. Um, we saw well, Cody get some variation. Yeah, right. Cody Rhodes uh, turned on Gold. Well, not turned on Goldust, but showed a little bit of aggression I after think the Goldust match. Goldust is always turned on. Yeah, right. Um, so we're. I guess we're going to be seeing Cody and Goldust uh, start a little feuds very soon. I like uh, during this match. Ryback was on commentary. Ryback actually called more of the match than JBL, Michael Cole, and Jerry Waller yeah, combined. Yeah, Ryback was very good on the mic. And then after they uh, attacked the Usos, yeah, um, we also had... So that, I'm assuming, will lead to an Extreme Rules match. Yeah. Not an Extreme Rules match, the pay-per-view Extreme Rules. Yeah. Uh, we also had Emma defeating Layla. Um, this match was good. It was a good match. Emma. I am very happy that the crowd wasn't chanting boring or anything. Yeah. Emma pulled out her a cobra of her own. I loved it. I loved it completely. It got it. The crowd popped for it, and I'm seeing the crowd. I'm like, what you told me also, like you don't see the crowd getting over with Emma. No, I week after week, there's a little bit. It's yeah, it's, a good it's thing I for see kids, it growing. Though. That's and then, but like, that's all it is. College kids. That's all it is. I mean, I'm but I'm seeing more and more people doing the Emma dance and cheering for her and i, I think, think that cobra that if wwe continues with this it's not going to do anything for no her. they have to they have to cut it uh soon especially with uh, santino molesting her post matches oh and what the fuck was that yeah. when they after the match when they like they put their their cobras together and jbl spoke about two cobra hand puppets fucking yeah it's... and then tried to cover it up with lawler it was so fucking creepy and pathetic like jerry lawler like he yeah. didn't chime in like that like um, we also had uneasy to listen to Divas champion, uh, not defend, but in a non-title match, facing off against Oksana again. Uh, again, good match. You there was, did a, okay. there was a few missteps in this match. But yeah, there overall, was a few, but it was, it was still good. a good match. Okay, and I stand by what I said earlier. There was a disagreement between us with the entrance. 
You were pissed off that I wasn't Oksana, pissed off. Don't ever say I was pissed off. When you tweet, very and, rarely and am I pissed off. When you tweet, it looks pissed off. I think it's stupid that you're gonna have Oksana come out, and before she even gets to the ring, you're gonna have Paige's music start. I, I that think looks, you have to. No, that's Oksana, stupid. Yeah, but Oksana has a very, very slow-paced, sexy entrance. You can't give her that much time. That's gonna take away from the match. That's gonna take time away from the match. You have to send out Paige. Right when that happens, I don't. I think it's fine, and plus they, I'm sure that they've said once you get to that point, I'll go out. No, I'm I mean, assuming that's yeah. what the cue was anyway. But I mean, you I can't have stupid. You can't have Oksana do a, a minute uh, entrance. Uh, entrance for Oksana but should only how be. How are you gonna cut it? Fifteen seconds, no. 15, 20 seconds. So then you should have had Oksana in the ring already. It makes no sense to have them at the entrance way and then have Paige come out. Paige um, come out. This isn't a lumberjack match. This isn't a, a gauntlet handicap. Yeah, but match she has a slow pace entrance. You have to. It's going to take away from the, the length of the match, dude. It doesn't matter. It, it does it matter. Have been done differently. They're not going to be given more time for entrance. You're in the main event of WrestleMania. <clears throat> Randy Orton comes down and he's still on that ramp, and Daniel Bryan's music hits. This is apples and oranges. No, it isn't. It's a match. Apples it's and the oranges. Same thing. In it the main event, we saw John Cena defeating the Wyatt family, voted by by the uh, WWE app. Um, Whatever by, that is. Yeah, I've never <laughs> heard of it. How do you download it? I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Um, but yeah, it was overall a decent match. They, I They lost. John Cena won by disqualification. I thought the match itself was great. and I it, couldn't watch it, to be honest. I turned it before this match even started. I flipped stations to go. I think to uh, watch some. Uh, no, to His some NHL hockey. Breast implants. And yeah, or cake. But not the younger daughter. I think it's I like the middle child. Yeah, the older one. I don't watch that show. I just saw the coming attraction. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I couldn't watch the main event during the RAW. It just kind of started to dwindle out I'm a little sorry, bit for me. Just give. Uh, said during the RAW. Yeah, during the RAW. That's right. I still say the, the raw, I still say the Facebook. I was too. using the Twitter. I say and the checking Facebook. my the Facebook. Hey, for in my uh, defense, in Facebook, my days, Facebook, Facebook wasn't used a to thing. be the Facebook.com. When was Facebook, it? yes, when Facebook first started, when it was just for college students, it was the Facebook.com. It's funny because back before Facebook started, it used to just mean kids throwing textbooks at my face. Ouch! Ouch! <laughs> Which um, is a true story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a you, fucking true story? So what did you think of this match? It was a DQ finish. I did like the match, but uh, and the ending—it's the only way I could see it ending. But with the Y family just beating down Cena when Cena went to pin Bray, but I don't understand why the DQ happened so fast. Yeah, I feel like that sort of sort of stuff. I mean, the referee could, has it has to be played out a little bit more, where the because, referee could like has to show that he can't control the wrestlers. Yeah, because John Cena is getting he's pinning Bray Wyatt. You come into the ring, you kick off the opponent. That happens in every match, and you don't get DQ'd for it. Yeah, I, I thought that it should have lasted a little bit longer uh, before calling for the bell. Yeah, and then uh, it ended with Bray Wyatt cradling John Cena in his lap after he beat him down and just kept singing. He's got the whole world in his hands. All right, let's get on to some outside-the-ring news. Uh, as we spoke about before, Shield Evolution. What? Shield Evolution what? Uh, Shield Evolution. They're talking war games. Apparently, it may take place a war games match at Battleground in Tampa. 
Apparently, the problem with war games is it takes uh, two rings in order to do this. So not many arenas are able to accommodate that. Madison Square Garden sure fucking can't anymore. So uh, Tampa Bay, apparently Tampa can accommodate that, and that's where Battlegrounds is. Well, so maybe we'll see Tampa that. Bay? I don't. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not an architect. I don't exactly. Know. I only know what I read. Hulk Hogan's going to Japan, brother. When WWE's in Osaka, I guess. Really? They're taking him with them. Ah, uh, that's cool. Um, imagine, like, imagine Hogan comes out with that robe and everything. I, I mean, I don't see that happening ever, but... The robe? Yeah, from when he wrestled in Japan, like, he'd wrestle, wear the robe. Uh, I don't recall. Before he was Hulk Hogan, really. Uh, we had some dark matches Ooh, on dark Raw, matches. Raw and SmackDown. Mike Mondo! Mikey! Had a match against Bo Dallas uh, on, I guess, dark match of Raw. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And Wait, then on wasn't SmackDown, no Raw. And then on SmackDown, you had Sami Zayn in a dark match against Heath Slater, uh, and Sami Zayn picking up the victory over Slater. So yeah, I wonder where that if that might lead to somewhere with Mike Mondo. Eh, I doubt it. I mean, maybe maybe they'll put him in the performance center. I mean, that's what it seems like everyone's going to go anyway. Uh, you like, also, but I, I feel like he's kind of someone that doesn't need that. Everybody's going to go there regardless. But it's like it's he's, not, but he's, he's main not, evented already. Yeah, like, but he but now he has to get changed into uh, the the way WWE is in the ring. What like, do you mean? He was that. But that was also a long time ago. His moveset and everything has yeah. evolved since then. It's not really that long ago. Well, I, don't want it, I don't want you to make it seem like time is one of those things that like... It's really. It was a good amount of time ago. I just don't want. I just don't want to turn thirty. You're gonna turn thirty no matter what. Uh, Cal Bishop now apparently is. That? Apparently is uh, injured. The Oregon State wrestler that is in NXT. Apparently he was injured. Did you write uh, to him on Twitter? No. Uh, no news about that. Just injured. Maybe uh, Hugh Morris again. Who knows? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're a real wrestler. Yeah, right? Um, Mick Foley not signing the legend contract, renewing that. Apparently, he went know. out stating... I don't know stating, how feel about that. He went out stating about how he's not getting enough money from THQ or from uh, the well, licensing of his uh, he said, video games. He said the excuse for last year's was because they went bankrupt. Yeah, but this year he's he not seeing the money that like, he expected. He said that he felt like they should have paid him a lot more because last year's game he had voiceover work in there too. But, like, this year's game, I don't know what he was expecting. He's only one character this yeah. year. Uh, apparently, there's also heat on him for him speaking out about the Daniel Bryan uh, booking and everything, the way that they were writing that. Apparently, there's possible heat with it. Who knows? I maybe, know. I guess... Maybe he'll be going to Global Force Wrestling. Yeah, right. Whatever that is. Uh, we're gonna we're seeing a little bit of Sting pop up. We saw Sting on the network during the Ultimate Warrior uh, documentary. It's not a documentary though. I mean, it is, but it's not like it's not like I don't know. When I say a documentary, I I, I talk about the the ones they release on DVDs. It's uh -huh. just, but it's not what. No, I'm trying to help you so you can speak during this segment so that I don't have to introduce everything. Oh, so I can say so. Sting DVDs in, in concept? There you then. go. Yeah, in and Sting is going to be heavily involved with it, apparently, which is a pretty cool thing. Yeah, that should be very cool seeing more uh, matches of Sting in WCW. Yeah, Sin Cara and Mystico in AA. Yeah, <laughs> AAA. Yeah, apparently uh, because Mystico is uh, 
uh, is what? Uh, Mr. Trademark by, by somebody else now, yeah. No, but it's by, uh, what is it, uh, CMLL. Oh, yeah. So he's not the guy that was portraying Luis, whatever. He's Mystico. Sin Cara, the original Sin Cara, the original yeah. Mystico. Apparently he's close to signing with AAA, but he can't go under Sin Cara or Mystico. He can't go Sin Cara? No. I thought he owned Sin Cara. WWE. What was he saying? Yeah, I know, but what was he saying? You say that. I don't, I don't want to talk about him. All right, we also have, <laughs> uh, let's see. You were pointing at Batista. We also have Batista. Apparently he may be taking time off um, after Extreme Rules. Uh, I guess he's not booked in because they have WWE has a big tour coming up in Europe during May. So maybe we'll see him. You have a big spot at Extreme Rules, maybe putting him through a table or something, him putting over reins, uh, and then have him return once they return to the America. You mean once his movie comes out? Uh, that's going to be in August. Speaking of movies coming out, Hugh Jackman's going to be on Monday Night Raw next week. Yeah. And he's going to have nothing to do with Zack Ryder. Yep, so wipe <laughs> that clean. Because Damian Sando and Dolph Ziggler, apparently Dolph Ziggler forgave him, and now they... Had words on the internet, and something's gonna happen with Sandow and and Interesting. Hugh Jackman and Dolph Ziggler. God forbid they write Zack Ryder into that. We also have Paige uh, recently on NXT. She was stripped of the uh, NXT Women's Championship. Now, how did they do that though? I didn't see it. JBL. Was it, was it was just a backstage segment where JBL walked up there, put her over big time, said how she's opened up the doors for the women of NXT. Uh, with entering into the WWE, she's been a big, uh, huge force in the Divas division. And how, unfortunately, because she's going to be on the road so often with WWE defending the Divas championship, they need someone to stick around with NXT. That's stupid. That's so, stupid. They should have done something differently. It's the only thing that they could do. Yeah, but that's a stupid excuse because you have people from WWE that are on the road that are always down there. On NXT. Yeah, but not not champions and not defending. Yeah, I mean, they right, still need the how champions often is to the be championship defended. Uh, not that often, but and even now still. it's disappointed, disappointing that I find out that these NXTs we, aren't even live. Dude, as we spoke about, as, as we spoke about, there's no. Uh, I mean, what you can't have Paige uh, lose her championship on NXT taping. Because then it's just going to show, oh, whoa, the WWE Divas champion just lost to an NXT wrestler. No, no, I understand that. I just think the excuse JBL could have done was... Dude, no, it was. A, I thought it was a good, good... You have to listen to it. I think that it was a good reason. And he put her over huge. And I guess it's uh, one of those segments that they must have taped at Raw or SmackDown because that NXT taping was from what? A, a while month ago. ago, two months ago. Yeah. Um, and you could tell because the Usos got their tattoo. And now, in that NXT, they don't. Now they're setting up a Divas, uh, I mean, NXT Women's uh, Tournament. Uh, they already pre taped everything. So, so do we know winners and everything? Yeah, we know winners. I don't know if I should be saying the winners, though. When's that air? Uh, that's the thing, I don't know. But they already have uh, all the matches planned out up until so the finals. Is there a champion already? Or no. no? They have the finals match, uh, I guess, set in stone. But I think they may be saving that for May 29th. Oh, yeah, May 29th is the two-hour takeover show. Yeah, NXT is going to be making their return to uh, the WWE Network. So return. Well, they're, they're going to be live. The live on, yeah, the live return. So I think they're going to be saving that finals match for then. Is, did 
Do you know if Kalisto wrestled at all, or no? Is that no? Just I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think that just was just pre. I think that was just taped. For no, I'm, but I'm saying like, will that be for NXT or was it just? No, no, NXT? that was for NXT. Okay, but I don't. But I mean, it will probably be aired in two, three weeks or something. No, I'm fine like, with I, that. I really don't know how the. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah, apparently Kalisto teamed up with a uh, um, a locale. Yeah. A uh, locale. Chimera, and, what is his name? Yeah, Chim- Chimera, I think. Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah. For with, those of you who don't know, Willow the Wisp is Jeff Hardy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome stuff. And now for a little bit of a musical interlude, we have D Sharp with the song Crazy Kids. Go check it out. And we'll be right back here on Mark and Out.
D Sharp Crazy Kids. Go check him out. Facebook.com slash who is D Sharp. Also on YouTube, youtube.com slash I am D Sharp. And on Twitter, twitter.com slash who is D Sharp. You can book him by shooting them an email at info at who is D Sharp.com. Very cool shit right there. If you would like your music uh, ever played on the podcast. Not just music, anything. We could we could read your poetry, we could have your your comedy routine, we could have your friends' music. Yeah, any anything. Email us at marking at one at gmail.com. Now, sorry guys. We, I mean, we have, it's been a while since we've spoken about Impact Wrestling, like, yeah. really. Apparently, they have a pay-per-view coming up. Which I can't even believe they have pay-per-views still. Like, how does that, how are they going to, how are people going to buy it? Are people going to buy this? Nope. Because you can stream it for free on the computer. Which is illegal, so don't do that. Yeah, but, unless you uh, don't get caught. I mean, some matches. I mean, we'll go over the card, I guess. Uh, you have the Bromance, uh, Robbie E. and Jesse Goddard, who are champion, champions. Uh, teaming up with, no, are they teaming up? Yeah, they're, they're teaming right up with DJZ, taking on the Wolves, Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards. You also have for the, the for the championships. Yeah. How were how come Eddie Edwards and Davey Richards were allowed to keep their names? I don't know. They probably figured that's the only way they're going to be making money off of them. Um, that's the only way that they're going to get recognized in TNA. Uh, we also have the women's knockout title, Madison Rain defending against Angelina Love with Velvet Sky. Uh, we have TNA X Division, the best of the three series, match number three, Sonata defending his championship against Tiger uh, Tigre Uno. Where do you, I don't even see that. You also have a committed match, Samuel Shaw taking on Mr. Anderson. What the fuck is a committed match? The loser will be sent to a mental institution. Pretty much. You know how fucking stupid that is? Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Like, I have no, I have no words to describe. I, like, I don't, why would they? I'm curious as to, I, I always say I want to see more gimmick matches. So I'm curious how, hopefully it's not actually, we have to send you away somewhere there. I think no, it's hopefully just, it ends with Anderson going to the loony bin and coming to WWE. I think a committed match is just the, um... In order to win the match, you have to put the loser in a straight jacket. I think they said will be the loser will be sent to a mental institution. I don't think so. I think you just you just have to be wrapped up in a straight jacket. I don't know. Um, we'll also see uh, James Storm versus Gunner in an I Quit match. And it, really, uh, that should be probably the only. Well, I'm not going to say that, but that should be the match of the night. They're really trying to sell this pay per view up with uh, gimmick match after gimmick match. We'll also be seeing Kurt Angle teaming up with Willow to take on Ethan Carter the third and Rockstar Spud. I'm uh, hoping believe, to see EC3 and Rockstar Spud pick up the victory. I, I believe Willow kidnapped Rockstar Spud, maybe, on this week's past impact. I'm not sure if that's even a real thing. I just saw some Twitter buzz about it. We also got Bully Ray taking on Bobby Roode in a tables match. Which maybe this will be Bully Ray going. What? Going out. As a loser, Your table match. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, TNA World Heavyweight Champion Eric Young take it on Magnus because that deserves a main event. I uh, don't expect Magnus to be uh, not to shit victory. on Eric Young. That was more shitting on TNA's booking handling of Magnus. 
Yeah, that's the impact. Uh, that's TNA Sacrifice 2014. If you decide to order the pay-per-view, God bless you. Yeah, it'll, it takes place. It's this Sunday, April 27th, pay-per-view, live at the Impact Zone. Uh, I... Yeah, instead of ordering that, you could also just order a CZW Wrestling uh, Infinity pay-per-view, which is probably going to be better than this one. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, TNA signed with a, a, what's it called? An agency now? A talent agency? But it's like, why would they, what's that going to do for the company? Is that going to put their talent on TV? No, I think it's just to help them solidify a television but deal. That, does that sound like sketchy to you? Like, have you ever heard of somebody, like a, a wrestling company, hiring a talent agency? I don't think it sounds sketchy. It's just what they did. Not sketchy. It sounds, I can't, I don't have the word for it. I, I think it's just to help them get a television deal. I mean, I think that... That's all it is. Just them getting a television deal, which is something that they do not have in stone yet. I don't think that Spike TV is going to pick them up, especially after the ratings have dipped down big time. So, yeah, I don't expect to see TNA wrestling on television anymore. Where's Bobby Lashley? Unless it's on public access. Where's Bobby Lashley? Is he not with No, he's, he's been around. Like, why isn't he on this pay-per-view? Why should he be? I don't know. Didn't he like come back with an impact or something? Not really. No pun intended. I guess. I mean, he came back with the EC three stuff, but now Kurt Angle's taking it. Yeah. Role. So I'm saying, like, what happened? He just fell through. Fell I don't know. You ask me it. questions on something I don't watch. But that was Impact Wrestling talk for you. And before we move on to Dave's shameless plugs, I just want to go ahead and say that that new Evolution T-shirt is so stupid. Back to WWE, that's so stupid. I don't know why they would ever release that. I don't know why anyone would want to buy something like that. Majority of the shirts that they do put out are pretty sucky. Like, you got Randy Orton's... Like, they're all... They're skeletons, for those of you who haven't seen it. And it's like skeletons that just prove how old these guys really are, right? And then you got Randy Orton's fucking skeleton doing, Hey, ho, hey. And then, like, it's just so stupid. But Dave... You got any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Thank you very much to everybody that promoted us during Monday Night Raw. And now I am going to promote them. Go follow Eric at Montreal Broski, MTL Broski, that is. Uh, go follow Allie at the Alley Cat1122. Go follow the President Bits at President Bits. Go follow Zach Yes Massa at Big Z underscore Massa. Don't forget to follow at WWE Bulldog. Also, go follow Justin at Justin DeRosa316. And how could we forget saving the best for last? Go follow Jasmine at Reverse Adam Saj. And do not be offended anybody else by that best for last comment. Also, go follow Blake Morris, the NYWC Fusion Champion currently. Go follow him on Twitter at FlawlessBlake. You can see him in action at NYWC, NYWCWrestling.com. Also, go check out Z uh, JCW Pro Wrestling, Jersey Championship Wrestling. Go check them out on Twitter at JCW Pro Wrestling and JerseyChampionshipWrestling.com. 
On May 8th, they will be putting on an event in uh, Manville, New Jersey, where you're going to see Jerry Lawler, Terry Reynolds, a ladder match featuring Joey Janela, Frightmare, Lucky 13, and Mike Quest. And you're going to see JCW title match Damian Darling defend his championship against Danny DeMonto and Shannon William, uh, with Shannon Williams. Do not miss this. You want to check this out, jerseychampionshipwrestling.com. You can also call 201-257-8621. Brandon, you have anything to say or shout? Brandon, shout-outs. Robert De Niro, want to fuck me? Yes, I do, David. Yes, I do. Thank you for asking. Uh, first, I'm going to give the first shout-out to hashtag Owen Hart Memorial Month. Uh, I've been doing this since Owen Hart passed away in 1999, and I designated uh, May to be Owen Hart Memorial Month. Uh, we all miss him, and definitely use that hashtag starting next week. Uh, WWE Network tech support will 100% be getting an anti-shout-out. And why is this? The network doesn't work for me, and they refuse to do anything about it. It's absolutely piss-poor support coming from them. It's just like, it's a huge company. You should have better support. And it's just like when I had that to deal with the WWE shop with the Del Rio Mania plaque. I just keep getting the fucking runaround. It's so, it's so pathetic. Bullshit. And uh, last shout-out goes to Trevor Murdoch. Uh, he was featured in WWE.com's Where Are They Now? And I wish he was still wrestling in WWE. Because I was a fan of his. I don't know. I never... You don't know if I was a fan of his? Well, I know you were a big fan, but I, I never liked him. Dude, he was so good. You yeah. just didn't see it. You just didn't see it. But uh, I guess now it's time for our... Yesterday, I was playing WWE 2K14, and I was uh, doing the universe mode, and it's it was John Cena versus Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler's champion, and they had a kick-ass match, and instead of shaking Dolph Ziggler's hand, John Cena low-blowed Dolph Ziggler and turned heel in WWE 2K14 on my game. I couldn't fucking believe it. Yeah, you marked out for that? I did. Because when does that happen? I didn't expect... Would you ever ever expect that to happen? No. (laughs) I'd probably mark out too. That's (laughs) kind of funny. Yeah, so that was the mark out moment of the week. That was our show this week. I do hope that everybody's enjoying this weather. And I hope everybody enjoyed their holidays, their respective Easter, their respective Passover. You look like you want to say something. No, I'm just seeing how long you can keep this going. I think you could follow us on Twitter at Markin Out. You could follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. You could like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Markin Out. You could follow follow me on on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Or you could unfollow Dave the Rave at on Twitter. So we have to get it to the put that. And if you, if you feel to. like <laughs> you're allowed to, I'm not going to hold it against you. I will though. So follow me, seriously. Please follow me. 
take my wife, please. But uh, yeah, you could look up videos on YouTube. Uh, you could specifically look up our videos on YouTube by looking up Marking Out. And also, as we mentioned before, if you would like us to play your music, your song, your comedy routine on the podcast, please tweet us or email us, markingout1 at gmail.com. We will be glad to play it and help give you the exposure that you deserve. Yes, and if you think you're funnier than David, definitely send that in. Let us know if you think you're funnier than David. You can leave that yeah. in the comments section this week. If you I think really that, hope I really hope people write in saying that they think they're funnier than Dave. If you could create some uh, piss poor jokes, just like Brandon, submit those as well. What do you mean piss poor jokes? Yeah, they're not What's always piss funny. Poor mean? Yeah, it's not really funny. What's piss poor to you? Piss poor is very very bad. But thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Go check us out, markingout.com. So yeah, no, I was joking. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> we wish you the. Best of luck in your future endeavors. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Alright, ah, like, ah. let me just say he just actually had to record the our room. Part. I don't know if people are gonna hear you say that. Well yeah, I can't leave that out. It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing for me. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Have a great week. <laughs>